You are listening to For the Love of God Pod. For the Love of God Podcast. Welcome to For the Love of God Podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, folks. This is Jason, your host of For the Love of God podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, Rick and Nathan. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Happy podcast day to you, sir. Happy podcast day. <laughs> it's one of our favorite days of the week. <laughs> um, Except for Jason and I, when we get to play instruments on Thursday, which is kind of almost always feels better, but that's just because there's instruments involved. <laughs> we should start bringing our instruments to the podcast, and then it would be the perfect day. Yeah. <laughs> we should... Uh, I wish we had practice every day. I wish I had time for that. I, yeah. And I didn't have to drive so far. I think that's what heaven's for. I, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what heaven's for. There's going to be instruments everywhere. More time. And more time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, for the audience, I got to tell you, I, I've, we were talking about something before the show, and it turns out that he is correct. Jason was telling us about. Oh, you, you maybe you should hold on. Maybe we should just really make that news. See, you want to do that? Yeah, I think that. it's news. Okay. Oh, you want to make this news? Yeah, yeah I mean for fun. You and know what? If that's what you want to do, go it's for really it. good stuff. I, ladies and gents. Yeah, and okay, and we need to pause. You gonna? Well, hit the news button, I guess. So, <laughs> well, okay. Um, I mean, you could introduce the show first. I think we forgot. I think that, we did we? that. Did we do that? Yeah. Do they know it's for the love of God? Okay, I mean, they, they know that, that, but they don't know why. <laughs> they just don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm listening to this. I don't. He hasn't told me yet. So on the show today, we're going to be talking about uh, how the world is trying to kill us spiritually. Um, the poisons of the world, possibly. There's another good title. It's interesting how that's going to dovetail into the news section today. <laughs> yeah. In that case, folks. It's news time. It's news time. All right, audience. So first <laughs> off, I got to apologize to you because I'm about to potentially ruin something for you. And I really don't want to do that. But <laughs> or you know just what, make Jason? it harder for him. Or yeah, make it better for him. Or make them. it better yeah. for him. I don't know. But, you know, it's if, if Jason's going to ruin it for me, why shouldn't I share in that fun? <laughs> so there is a, a study that, that, I, uh, that Jason read recently that he was telling me about where uh, scientific researchers develop allergies for the creatures that they study. Um, one example of that is cockroaches. If you study them real and you interact with them on a regular basis, <laughs> there's something about it that causes you to develop an allergy to them. How many how many cockroaches do you interact with on a daily basis, Jason? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just that word that and, word picture was just doing dances in my brain. I, I Damn it, Jim! I'm not it. a scientist. I get it. But the crazy part about this is those uh, scientists who actually did develop a uh, allergy related to cockroaches suddenly found themselves allergic to pre-ground coffee. That's weird. <laughs> it certainly is Tell weird. us why. And the reason why is because there is a certain amount of waste that is allowed to go into the products that we consume. 
And since they developed this allergy to cockroaches, apparently there are a lot of like cockroach particulates, uh, either pieces <laughs> of cockroaches or byproducts of uh. cockroaches that get into the food and it, they just become super sensitive to it. And uh, apparently that is what we're going with for the news today. So, you know, yeah. there, and there's a moral to this news it's story. It's not to, it's not to make you feel bad about ground co- or about coffee in general, just buy beans, whole yeah. beans. <laughs> you know, so, this yeah. is now I'm starting pro- a coffee grinder business. <laughs> get your coffee grinders at for the love of God podcast.com. <laughs> uh, the official coffee, grinder of Jesus. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, we do know that he drank coffee because Hebrews. Because right? Hebrews. Absolutely. Hebrews. But I'm... Oh, I can't even fathom. I Cockroaches are not my friend. Um, and I, you know why? I, I Just a little funny side story. I used to be a, a VCR technician back in the 80s, right? And I worked at you, a place you, that was kind of redundant. You said VCR technician back in the eighties. There are no VCR technicians in any. You were actually a VCR 70s. technician. I was. You fixed VCRs. I did. I fixed thousands for your of job. That, that's what I did. <laughs> I was in college, and I was trying to. That's interesting. And I was getting an electronics degree, and um, yeah, the, the, I'm not going to get into all the stories, but um, basically, what happened? <laughs> I would good. like to hear a really good story about that. Actually, <laughs> and you well, found cockroaches in one. Well, you know, back in the day when they first came out, the the, the VCRs were what we called boat anchors. They were huge, and they had multiple boards. I mean, it was crazy. Now later, they they turned and you know, like a board would become now. A, a circuit and a chip like it used to be a luminance and chrominance circuit now we had this luminance chrominance chip right so shush <laughs> scientist <laughs> anyway so they made the this, so there's multi boards in this thing so they're huge right, right? So, and they, because they're huge, they had tons of screws holding these things together because it was a lot of weight. Right. Because when you lift this thing up, you don't want to fall apart. Right. So I get this VCR one day and, you know, to take it apart, you got to turn it over, screws in the bottom, flip it, screws in the back, you know, whatever. And then you basically click the top off and lift it. And so I went through this click and lift motion on my desk. And when I did, what appeared to be hundreds of cockroaches poured i mean it was like a horror movie poured from my vcr onto my desk towards me because it's light and they're freaking out panicking trying to get to dark spaces at the exact moment that that happened my boss just happened to be walking by my cubicle and he sees what's going on he's like cockroaches (laughs) and immediately every i mean it was like it's like these guys were on uh like on watch or something they were ready to go and knew what to do they immediately grabbed their flux stripper back in the old days solder uh, um, the flux stripper was made uh, uh, with a freon base so when you spray those cockroaches with this freon base they would freeze Freeze. temporarily and they would all flop over on their backs they wouldn't die but they would be on their backs quite you know silent and still long enough that you could sweep them up so they come in here and because i had no idea what to do i was fairly new to the company and they just started shooting this freon everywhere and cockroaches flopping everywhere my boss he gets a broom he sweeps these cockroaches didn't even throw them in the trash dumped them back into the vcr (laughs) and once they were all gone he clicks the top back on tapes it up tapes the screws to the top puts it in a bag and it says please exterminate before returning for repair (laughs) 
And I just, I was like beyond, and from then on, like for several weeks, every time I would open a VCR, I would be freaking out. Now, over time, I did realize that that was a pretty normal thing because apparently cockroaches like the heat. Mm -hmm. And so all of your appliances, anything with a bit, you know, with a big air vent in the back, um, TVs, refrigerator backs, whatever. And so apparently it was normal for us to have these outbreaks. And so they constantly sprayed for cockroaches at the place I worked at. That's terrifying. Didn't know. Folks, you can't see me, but my mouth is agape and I'm sure the listeners are too. He's slightly whiter than typical too. I I can actually, uh, (laughs) I can confirm his story because I used to work for one of the cable TV companies and when the boxes were returned, you would occasionally get one there too. Completely. That would be that would have been my last day. <laughs> I had never seen that many at one time, nor in that dense of an area, nor c- that many coming out of a single unit. I mean, it was like they were there was standing room only in there. They must have been doing a concert <laughs> or something inside of that VCR. I, I don't know. I, I have like visions I, I, of like I, Men in Black. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Instead of one big one, now there's just gobs. I have a cockroach phobia. Is that true? I, yeah. I was unaware of this. Terrified. That's probably a good thing for a chef. I mean, you, <laughs> you wouldn't want them to be. I mean, I'm not, afraid of, I'm not afraid of them. Maybe that's why he is a chef. They just really <laughs> get under my skin. I mean, I don't want to any, be anywhere near them. I had right. a friend. <laughs> I had a friend growing up when the I was young. The show is going really south right now. That had now. cockroaches. Why are you focused on cockroaches and right now? Whenever I went over to his house... As all I could do was I was my head was on a swivel <laughs> the entire time. I hated it. I hated going there. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, after that experience, I had never had a cockroach in my life. Never, you know, never saw one actually until then. I did. I literally had never seen one except for on TV. Mm-hmm. And I live in an apartment with three guys. You know, we we're in college, and so we're you know three bedroom apartment. We're renting it together. And our neighbors took in guests and there was like literally illegally like 12 people living in that one apartment. And shortly after we started seeing a cockroach and then two cockroaches and then you turn the lights on and they, so we actually had my apartment in our apartment and I put my foot down. I said, we are not going to have this problem. So I went out and I bought something. I'm not doing a commercial for like, you know, (laughs) or anything, but they made a product. They made a product back then (laughs) called Blue Max. I'm so sorry. I think was the name of Blue Max. You have to check me on that. And so I bought an amazing, I'm probably going to die of cancer someday because of this, <laughs> let me tell you. But I bought an amazing amount of this stuff and all three of us went out of town for the weekend. And before we left, we sprayed the baseboards. We took all of the, you know, everything out of the cabinet. We sprayed the cabinets. We, sp- I mean, we sprayed that place down, went away for the weekend, came back, deep cleaned everything, you know, trying not to kill ourselves with cancer from the Blue Max, put everything back. And within a week, we saw no more cockroach. I think we killed their children, their grandchildren. Wow. Did some genetic <laughs> damage. Yeah, it was amazing. So what he's really saying is that according to cockroaches, he's a mass murderer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think okay. I am definitely a mass murderer. Uh, I, well, that was my, that was, those are my two experiences with cockroaches. Right? I had an apartment and everything was fine. I had a cat. I left for the weekend. I opened a can of cat food, put it on the floor for my cat to eat over the next couple of days. And I split, came back, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I saw something move in the corner of my eye, and there's a cockroach in my kitchen. (laughs) I moved out. (laughs) That day. I grabbed anything that was of value. I left the couch. I left everything. I just walked out the front door. (laughs) 
And that was the last time I looked back. I never went back. I left the cat too. <laughs> See, this, this reminds, and I think I mentioned this before. This reminds me of that that Will Ferrell comment on his. Uh, you know, I posted it somewhere that said, "I woke up this morning and found a spider in my bathtub." So I gently grabbed a tissue and burned my house down. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Okay. On you know, I, I will say on a, as a final note that they are a delicacy in some countries. They are. Yeah, well, okay. So are, that's why I'm American. A lot of nasty things. So just just people, <laughs> just the takeaway from this is grind your own beans. Grind your own beans. And you can get you can get whole beans anywhere and grinders are like less than twenty bucks. So right. apparently we are now coffee aficionados. There you go. <laughs> or roach aficionados. No, that's even worse. <laughs> game time i really i wanted to say something really snarky and just like the mind was blank <laughs> like i, I was nothing. just thinking would you rather eat a cockroach or you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i discovered if i hit spin more than once it spins faster this thing was almost almost cut on fire <laughs> <laughs> wow true or false true false <laughs> <laughs> Who's up? I think it's you guys. Yeah. That was, sounds fine. Y'all. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old. I can't remember these things from week to week. I can't either. All right. Here we go. Rick, Jesus has come to abolish the old law of the prophets and give us the new law. False. He said, I came not to abolish the law. True. Jesus had has not come to abolish the law of the prophets, but to, to fulfill, fulfill it. it. There you go. Very good. Nathan, Adam lived to be nearly a thousand years old. True or false? True. That's correct. All the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. That's an old, that's an old man. The Bible makes mention of itching ears. Well, the Bible says that in the last days, people will go anywhere where they itching e- or where they can hear with their itching ears want to hear. So yes, mm-hmm. true. That would be true. Itching oh, ears. David had an ear infection or something. <laughs> second, <laughs> second Timothy. Itching ears refers to those believers who choose to turn away from the truth, desiring only to hear about prosperity and other things they want to hear. Ah. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, gave birth to identical twins. Isaac and Rebecca. Got to make sure I keep my story straight because sometimes they all blend together in Genesis. It happens to me all the time. You had twins? Identical. I don't think so. I'll say false. Okay. You're right. Rebecca gave birth to t- to the twins, Esau and Jacob, but they were quite Esau. different. Yeah, they were different. Yeah, Esau was hairy about. while Jacob was smooth. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking of. Like for the for the kids, they were they were different. Yeah, they did have twins, just not identical not identical. Twins. Okay, so yeah. that was the key, and he repeated it. Very so. good. Very good. Rick, our God is a jealous God. True. It's right there in the Ten Commandments. You shall now not. You shall have no other gods before me. Mordecai. Esther's totally cool uncle was related to the royal line of King Saul, son of Kish. And it's been a while since I've been in that story. A while. So I got a 50-50 shot, right? Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> That's why true. they call it true false. You're right. Ah, there was there was a certain Jew in the citadel of Susa whose <laughs> name was Mordecai, the son of Jar, the son of Shemiel. And the son of Kish and Benjamin. I mean, Lord. Uh, okay, good. I don't know. I'm pretty, pretty.
pretty geeked on that name Mordecai. I think if I had another boy, I had a snake named Malachi. Malachi? Oh, that's a good name. I named it from um, uh, Children of the Corn. Yeah, di- whole different. Suddenly, uh, the value of the <laughs> name just went way down. Well, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Anyway, the build of Tower of Babel. To build the Tower of Babel, its stones were skillfully chiseled out from rocks. Uh, probably, right? I'm going to say true. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. False. Oh, oh. probably straw. They said the to one another, come, let us make bricks yeah, and burn them thoroughly. The- they had brick for stone and they used tar for mortar. That makes sense. That's our first incorrect. Uh, well, it would be me too. That's all good. That's so. all right. I'm just, I'm right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose, okay, if you get this right, you're the winner. Moses once won a battle because he lifted a staff in the air. True. True. That was a good one. And you win. In fact, he got help. He yeah, because I remember he got so tired, he was right. starting to lower his arms. And, and then they, they right. were to lose. <laughs> because they were losing. Right. Well, nice job. That was almost. Good job, Nathan. Almost a perfect game. All right. What would I do without you, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> well, you hear that, that song a lot less, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Well, okay, so uh, today's topic, I mean, we're just basically talking about the poison of the world and how it's trying to kill us spiritually. This is the devil's world, and we are, people are being deceived everywhere. Um, they they make things seem so great, and, and they're not so great. They're actually very bad for us in a lot of different ways, spiritually speaking, of course, mm-hmm. and of course, also physically speaking, but... So that's what we're going to be talking about. And I got the idea from from one of your sermon last Sunday. Uh, you briefly went over something along those lines in one of your, one of your sections. And I it kind of hit me a little bit. I thought we would uh, dive in. Yeah, so I guess I can set that up a little bit uh, in a very, very much, uh, very uh, way briefer than Sunday. In fact, I had never told a story so long. I, I normally stick away, you know, I kind of stay away from long stories and fluff and try to really get to scripture, but I thought it would be a fun way to do it. But I, I basically shared the story. Uh, if you've seen the movie or read the book, The Martian, Mark Watney gets stranded on Mars and he has to survive until NASA can get him back. And of course, uh, I'm not going to waste, or I'm not to mess it up in case you want to watch the movie or read the book. But the moral of the story was really he was in an environment that was trying to kill him. And he kept saying throughout the book and throughout the movie, Mars is trying to kill me because everything he did, uh, you know, there was just stuff going on. He was, he had to be on obviously life support. He had a water, you know, unit that made water out of his urine. He had, it was called a water reclaimer. He had an oxygenator. If any of those things went bad, if the hab tent breached, I mean, he, he was dead. You know, he's in a planet basically that's not, it's not, um, not, I didn't want to say created cause that's the wrong word. Um, it's, it wasn't, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't design. You know, I, well, not that, I see, I was trying to get away from that word. It just, did it wasn't in a place where it could sustain human life on its own. It mm-hmm. wasn't meant to do that. And so he had to work around it. There was no oxygen. There's no water. And when you watch the movie or even read the book, you get the, the idea that this planet is just a desolate wasteland, which it is just red dirt, no 
water. Right. <laughs> Which I see that I don't understand why. Um, what's his name? Musk. Musk. Elon Musk. He wants to go to Mars so bad when you can't survive there. Well, yeah. In fact, uh, if you well, he needs to watch the movie The Martian. Might turn to my change his mind. You know, I'm like, yo, all you elite people, go right ahead. Go you to know, Mars, I, please. Get out of Earth. <laughs> when you see where the world's going, I can understand the desire to flee from our planet. I mean, we're from a, we're in Ohio, okay? As a state, no other state has created more astronauts than Ohio. So there is something about our planet that makes people want to leave the planet. Hmm. <laughs> you know, you so know I, can, I can understand the desire to leave the planet to a degree. It's funny you say that because Ohio has is has produced more serial killers than any other state. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Did not know that. Okay, this is news for next week. <laughs> Reeling it back in. Basically, the uh, the moral of the story here that I was sharing is that Mark Watney quickly figured out that Mars was trying to kill him, and so he had to he had to take precautions, and he had to really focus on his communication with NASA because that was the key to his survival. And so the whole message basically was trying to get us to see that much like Mars wasn't really in a position to sustain human life and was literally trying to kill Mark Watney. Right. Our planet is not really in a position to sustain us spiritually. Right. And is literally trying to kill us. In fact, we have an active ingredient where Mars didn't have an active ingredient. It just had the lack of elements. Right. Um, we have too many elements. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have an active ingredient, which is Satan, who is now has been given free reign, and he is doing everything in his power to use the world to kill us spiritually. And he'd kill us physically if he could, but Absolutely. that's typically not the case. He's, not He's just trying to kill us spiritually. And, and so I was trying to get us to see that a lot of the things, you know, we don't see... In a way, he does physically kill some people he does he can i mean providing drugs good point yeah and yeah. sex which could lead to aids right exactly i mean there's so many avenues that can over drinking yeah or eating you know to excess or uh-huh. wrong stuff yep. um you know yeah lots of things but um at any well, rate I mean, if you're thinking about like even our world to a degree is trying to kill us because you think about how Romans says that you know all of creation groans right right and when you look at what Christ says are going to be the the increase of things like volcanoes and earthquakes and things like that there's going to be a lot of death associated with that. Mm-hmm. So even to a degree, I'd say even our planet is trying to kill us. All things of this world will pass away, including this earth. Right. And so the difference between the, the two parallel stories there is that, you know, Mark Watney, he saw everything as it was. He saw that, that Mars was a desolate wasteland. He saw that it had no water. He saw that it had no, you know, air for him to breathe. He saw the violent storms. And so he did everything he could to protect himself. And he stayed in contact with the one who could save him, which in this, in that case was NASA. We sometimes, we don't realize because of the subtleties, because of the lies and deceit of the enemy, we don't realize that these things are killing us. And we, in fact, we look at it as being pretty, Mm -hmm. you know, Ooh, look at the pretty lights. You know, we, we see all this stuff around us and think, Oh, cool, cool, cool. And the very things that we think are cool are truly killing us. Right. And instead of plugging into our lifeline, which is God, right. We plug into the world, which is death. More poison. That's one of the weird things uh, about the enemy is that he doesn't, 
he doesn't show up like a dressed as a demon. He shows up in your life like wearing a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. He looks good. He sounds good. He says he all the right things. All the right things. You know, all the and it just convinces you to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And those things that you want to do are just not always good. Right. He's so he's always posed as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. We yeah. think that everything's cool. So, you know, I guess that 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 kind of poses the question. So what are some of the poisons of the world that kind of deceive us? Apparently coffee after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really just the cockroaches. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can make a list. We would might need two notebooks. Everywhere you look is deception, is poison, is temptation, is things that draw you away from the right path. Mm. Whether it's uh, indulgence of television, mm-hmm. um, message you messages that you get while watching that television, mm-hmm. um, the internet, the access to porn, the access uh, to yeah. drugs, the access to. <sighs> Just, you know, as, as Americans, we are, we can be a little focused on the idea of freedom. You know, it's very important to our cultural identity, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, for that's sure. what the, you know, America was founded on, yeah. independence and freedom. Very much so. But as Christians, we know that freedom is actually extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. We have too much freedom, quite frankly. And that's kind of countercultural to the idea of America where do what you want be what you want, all that kind of stuff. But there are times where doing those things, they may not even be bad themselves. Like for instance, video games, video games are not inherently evil, but if you're spending way too much time on them, or if you are, if they are indulging into fantasies and and areas where really it's not good for you to be, Mm -hmm. it's dangerous. Or, you know, even more subtly, if it's keeping you from doing something that you need to do, it might not be that you're not, you're spending, it's, it's not an issue of too much time. It's that you're doing it instead of something you should be doing, you know? I mean, and you think, well, okay, that's just not pleasing God. Well, that's important too, but also you're losing a sense of fulfillment. You know, if you're supposed to be out there doing something for God, changing the world, you know, building his kingdom, you know, pouring into something that will have eternal value and you're missing it because of something that's not necessarily innately evil, but you're missing it, it, that is a form of poison. Yeah. But then sometimes the the poison is worse. It's more, you know, it's uh, something like, you know, poisoning your mind, uh, such as our news, you know, telling us what we ought to think, telling us how to think when it's counter, you know, counter Christian, counter Mm -hmm. biblical, um, or even, you know, sometimes for a lot of people, you know, things like Instagram can be killing us. Things like Twitter, TikTok, why? Well, some of the stuff's just fun, whatever, but there's a lot of influence in those things and they can lead us to believe the wrong things. They can lead us down paths too. Right. I mean, what if a married man sees on his Instagram feed a really pretty woman mm-hmm. and he fantasizes about her and he clicks it and that leads to more photos and which could lead down to another website, which could lead to mm-hmm. a lot worse things than just a picture of a pretty girl flashing on his feed. Right. I mean, you have to be, if you're a Christian, hopefully you're strong enough willed and in, in, in line with what you're supposed to be doing and just moving on. You know, it's, it's funny not everybody that strong because I know, um, me personally, like I, I really like high fantasy stuff mm-hmm. Lord of the rings. I like the artwork, even like, uh, uh items that are, are traditionally about like 
games like Dungeons and Dragons. I love the whole high fantasy stuff, right? And one of the the pages I follow on Facebook posts a lot of fantasy art, and I love it. But I've noticed that the art is getting much more sensual than Mm -hmm. I really needed to be. Mm -hmm. So I've had to purge a couple of art pages recently from my my feed just because I just don't need that particular type of temptation uh, yeah when i w- when i crossed over the line i purged my entire pinterest account <laughs> because it was loaded with things i was interested in but which was some of them were kind of down the road of your high fantasy art mm-hmm. where i was look i had <clears throat> cyberpunk ish girls they were, they were it was artwork it wasn't real people but they were insane beautiful wearing insane Get ups, tasty get ups, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was just art, but still it, t- your mind goes there and God reads your heart and your, in your, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's a real thing or not. Your heart is still where it shouldn't be. Your mind goes where it shouldn't be, whether it's fake or, or realistic. And, um, so I, I just, I don't even go on Pinterest because there's all kinds of temptations that are in front of me on that, on that. So I don't even go on it. Mm. That's a, that's a part of knowing yourself too, and what your weaknesses is or weaknesses are. Yeah, um, I know. I was watching a sitcom several years ago that the world watched. It wasn't innately bad, but there was just some things they went a little too far. And I remember watching one episode, and I was really um, I don't know turned on. I guess you know sexually in a very inappropriate way. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't watch this series. You know, just because it's not good for me. Right. It literally is leading me down the path is it is it bad to ask which which particular i'm not gonna i won't say i won't (laughs) say but you know i don't want to make anybody feel guilty i think we just have to know ourselves and what our you know what our weaknesses are and we have to be careful i think of the subtleties too you know uh, like I, i mentioned the news and things like that i mean um, or, or, you know, YouTube, for example, you know, great outlet for things. There are tons of good pastors with great messages. There's or podcasts. There's good podcasts. I think this is one of them, you know, <laughs> um, there are several really good ones out there, but if you're not sure, if you're, if you don't have that discernment and you just, you know, indulge in that stuff, you can be led in really bad ways. And, and there's a lot of poison out there a lot of poison and we just kind of get a little and a little more and we think, Oh, that was okay. You know? And, and then it's subtle too, because yeah, it sneaks up on you. It, it, it'll start with, it doesn't go for like the really hardcore stuff. It'll, it'll move the window very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it doesn't take you immediately from watching a movie into porn. It's watching a movie. Here's a bad idea. Here's a bad idea. Here's a bad idea. Here's a bad idea. Then porn, you know, it's like you, you've got to right. follow this, this progression. Right. Yeah. And like all of the entertainment, it seems to it's be it's just breadcrumbs breadcrumbs leading you to the next yeah. the next level of debauchery mm-hmm. right and sometimes it did i say that even, word right is yeah that, is that, is that that's, the proper i think there's a couple of ways to say it and they're both correct i would say i yeah. that's the way i say it debauchery it's but, like yeah. tomato and tomato gotcha they're both right <laughs> depends they're where both, you live did you just, did <laughs> you just Debuc- say they both are both right <laughs> can that? i have a little sliced tomato on there <laughs> what was i gonna say oh yeah and maters sometimes it's not i don't have that i have maters Right. Uh, sometimes it's not even the content. It's the it's the pull of the distraction. You know, the fact is, is we have just enough time to do what God wants us to do. In other words, you know, we have enough time to do God's will. We don't have enough time in our wallet to do our will and God's will. That's why Jesus said, hey, come follow me in my work. I'm not going to go follow you in your work. 
you know, because it, we're not going to sprinkle a little me over your life. I want you to change your life and join me in my work. And the world is full of all these things that are okay. They're not necessarily evil, but it's a pull to get, you know, it's a pull to get us to watch more. Everything's about getting us to watch more because obviously that's how advertising works, right? If they get you to watch more programming, read more books, get on the internet, watch more videos, then they can advertise, which is then, you know, we get that poison too, mm-hmm. telling us what we have to have to be happy what our kids need, you know, what we need to purchase, spend our money on. Mm-hmm. But it, it's if you just even blowing all that off, the fact is, is one of the biggest problems in the, in our, in our Christian lives, a lot of times is the, the soil that Jesus talked about of distraction. You know, the, he gave an illustration of the farmer planting seeds and some, you know, falls in the hard dirt and gets bur- gets eaten up by birds and some falls on rocky soil and they can't grow long roots and so the sun dries it out and burns them up and then some seed falls onto soil that is full of weeds and the weeds choke the plant out and nothing grows and of course the seed is the word of god and it's you know growing in our hearts and i think a lot of times are uh, for americans the worst problem we have is a crowded heart because there's so many things that vie for our attention. You know, we've got to get in so many minutes of TV every week because we've got to watch this show and that show and that show and that takes time. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, so many, we got our, uh, you know, we, in fact, we mentioned a phone game earlier, you know, well, I got to get through that every day and I got to get so many minutes of Facebook time and I got to make sure I'm keeping up on the books and whatever. And before you know it, our life is just entertainment out. We are just entertained to death and now we've wasted our our life. Is that a poison? Well, one or two things wouldn't be harmful. But when you add all that stuff in, all of a sudden we're not doing the will of God. And some people might say, well, you know, so who cares? You know, what's how, well, you know, if we're missing God's will for life, we're missing the best life. We're missing fulfillment and satisfaction and, you know, kudos in heaven someday, which I look forward to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think the poison can come in a lot of forms. Yeah. Too many forms. I kind of basically cut out normal entertainment. Normal? entertainment yeah you know i don't have cable television so i don't watch like regular cable television right i had a subscription to netflix for probably 10 years that i canceled Mm -hmm. um my only form of entertainment like in like watching a program is youtube and most of that is is god focused right god focused and just research focused like you know i like research stuff i like the probably too much but <laughs> there's, I think right. the one thing we need to, you know, I w- really want to make sure we stress is the fact that the most dangerous poison out there is you know, almost non-detectable, but it focuses on changing the way we think. That's really oh, the crux so. of the matter. Uh, Romans tells us that we are not to follow the traditions and methods and plans and all that of this world, and that we are to allow God to transform the who we are by changing the way we think. And that is hard enough for the God and the whole, you know, through the Holy Spirit's work to do in us, even if we're fully surrendered to God. It's hard because we have a flesh to fight against. Our flesh always wants what the flesh wants. Paul talks about that battle. He said, I'm constantly at battle. The flesh is at battle with the Holy Spirit. So we already have that battle going on between the flesh and and the Holy Spirit trying to teach us what's right. Mm -hmm. Well, then, you know, we let the world pollute and it changes. You know, we, we look, we watch 
watch shows and say, oh, see, that's normal. That's it's acceptable. It's okay to do that. And it's just little subtle things or in books or in, you know, on the news or whatever and all that stuff infiltrates and we end up not growing and not becoming who God wants us to become because we keep getting retransformed back into what the world desires and what Satan desires versus what God knows is best for us. Mm-hmm. He's making reference to Romans 12 too. It's a, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the kind of echo what Pastor Rick was just saying there, so much of this world wants to redefine truth. Exactly. And it, there are a lot of subtle ways that the world will try to get you to move away from God's truth and into its own version of truth. Um, you could take that to its logical extreme and put yourselves on the front lines of modern um, spiritual warfare and talk about the transgender movement. You know, that's that's a complete redefinition of truth. Right, right, right. And it's... There's been a lot of redefinitions of truth in the last couple of years and it's absolutely and there's disgusting. No, the, the thing that I've, I've come to conclude, come to the conclusion of is there's no bottom to this pit. No, it's bottomless, right? Like there, there is no scraping the bottom of the barrel here when it comes to redefining truth. Right. They will take it to more and more extremes. One of the ones that you're starting to see kind of come up is that the idea that, and I've seen this at colleges, that pedophilia is a sexual orientation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like- Yeah. There is no limit. Yeah, it's going to keep on going. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. But see, we think we think, oh, we're we're not susceptible to that. But you know what? I I started to, um, you know, I, I've been a pastor now for what close to thirty years, something ridiculous like that. And probably what ten years ago, I went back to school and got a master's in psychology and Christian counseling, basically. And it was just to help me as a pastor dealing with some issues because a lot of people go to pastors when they can't afford anyone else, you know, and, you know, I don't want to wreck somebody's life. So I wanted to know, okay, I want to get this knowledge as well. And I went to a Christian university, but as you're reading this material and as you're learning this stuff, they start to make you feel guilty. You know, I, I thought I had this stand, you know, Hey, homosexuality is wrong. And they're like, well, you know, homosexuality, it's, it's uh, you're born that way. And these people can't be fixed. You know, you're asking them to go go a way that's different from the way they were born. It was a hormonal issue. And you know what? I started thinking about it and it started, I, I started to question, but then, you know, after I got away from all that, cause it was some poison in the college, some poison, even in that Christian college. Mm-hmm. And once I got away from the poison, somebody said, I heard him say it, you know, on some program, YouTube, something, I don't think it was live. But they said, um, you know, people are born that way. And it hit me. You're right. They are born that way. They have a flesh, sinful nature. Ah, we're all born with that. Uh, Back in the day, she came out with that song called Born This Way. And it took me a little while to kind of like mentally wrap my head around that because it is an absolute celebration of, of... debauchery and and it's right and the, but the fact but she's is right you are born that way you we, are born as a sinner but we yes exactly but that does not mean we give in to them those temptations and you might have the you know quite frankly i've been married for a very long time that does not mean that satan will not try to tempt me to fantasize about other women okay mm-hmm. i i'm a man i have hormones okay i'm not trying to be weird here i'm not saying it's right 
but I'm saying that I am a dude in this world. I see women and I have the same attraction that an unmarried man has. That does not mean because, and I was born that way. That does not give me the right to, to fantasize and indulge and watch porn and look at other women and, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and take that to whatever ends it might go. I still have to exercise control. And just because you have a desire to do one thing, you might have a desire to be a drug addict. You might have a desire to, you know, be with same, you know, same sex people. You know what? We're all born that way and we have to control it. Yeah. We're all but born with desires. Again, it's, it's a subtle thing. You know, the whole transgender thing, you know how we get over that? It's just to realize there is no such thing as transgender. There are a man and there are women. That's mm-hmm. what God intended. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who want to be something that they're not. But, you know, the Bible even addresses that. God says, what right do you, the pot, have to say to the potter, why did you make me this way? Right. We just got, we're who we are. And if we just, but the world just keep pushing and pushing. And before you know it, people are like, well, we got to make allowances for them. And the, the crazy thing is, is um, taking it back to the transgender thing, it's, I don't think that the world really understands or even wants to see just how bad the consequences are of mm-hmm. of breaking this truth. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at these who th- those who do choose to transition into a different sex and then live their life as that that new sex, they eventually become disheartened with it, and the suicide rates are astronomical. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think I just read something about. Well, I, don't, I hate to point people out, but I guess our uh, our friend Bruce uh, Jenner, he basically is starting to have second thoughts. Oh yeah, about his whole you know experience. Second there. thoughts. Yeah. And and notice, I call him Bruce. I think that's what we need to do. We need to stop you know stop giving people that you know, what they need. Yeah. I, I won't give him. It's, He's Bruce. It's, it's He's a, always going to be. Bruce. You want to dress like a woman? Do not I'm, lie. You're, you're not supposed to bear false witness. If it's, right. you're asking me to call you something you're not, you're asking me to lie. Right, right. exactly. You know, and <clears throat> we need to move on to something else. But um, before we do, <laughs> I, um, I, <clears throat> I like getting tested. Tested? Yeah. Like COVID tested? No, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the devil throws poison darts at my shield and I deflect them. Yeah, right. but you got to be careful with that because even that is a sense of pride. Well, I'm not prideful. I and I just it's more of a it's reassurance that the Holy Spirit is in me working. Okay, yeah, right? I'll I see that. that. That's I'll what I, that's that. what kind of where I'm going with this. And um, and it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like it verifies yeah. that you have the Holy Spirit <clears throat> right. and and that you're moving in the right path. Right. And, and for those, so for, let me build on that for just a second. Okay. For those of you that are at home, um, you can be confident in your your salvation if you are still bothered by this stuff. Like if you, if you are living in, in the sinful life and you know that you're, you need to change, that's a sign that you still have your salvation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because the world doesn't care. Mm-hmm. They don't even stop and think, oh, about, they don't this think. is wrong or I shouldn't do this. They just go forward right. with, with <clears throat> all wild abandon. Right. So, so that those are, of you who so, are struggling, take that as a, as a, as a piece of encouragement. Yeah. The, uh, yesterday. So this is a fiery dart story. Yeah. I mean, uh, my, <laughs> the wife, the wife, the wife said, the wife said, struggling to get it out here. The wife said to me, um, we were talking about like, we were watching something on television or on YouTube and that's our television. And she said, yeah, you can't trust anybody but God. I said, I trust you. She goes, well, I trust you too. And then she says, for the most part, I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? She goes, well, you are human. I'm like, True. 
And I sat there and thought about it for a minute. And I was like, but I'm a human that has been reborn, born again. And um, and uh, I have a rock solid morality um, compass, a moral compass, a rock solid moral compass is what I said. And, um, and I said that I'm bulletproof and she's, well, she was happy to hear that, (laughs) but, um, and it's true because I don't think no matter how many temptations the devil throws at me, he's going to get me. Be careful because that's pride. Uh, Fine. Be careful. I, I call it what you want, (laughs) but, and God's like, all right. So here's, but, we'll see. Here's but, what I would but, say uh, to that. Learn this phrase: "There, but for the grace of God, go I." I don't even know what you said, but <laughs> but let me tell you something though. It isn't pride because I remove things out of my life that could cause me to stumble okay. because I am human and we are weak. No matter how strong we are. That's smart. That's discerning. Like for instance, just two days ago, I removed the possibility of people to pop up on my people you may know on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like you have friends, this person has friends that you're friends with and you may know this person. Yep. I don't want that. Most of them are women. At least 50%. Mine are 90%. <laughs> 90%. Of the people that says, you may know, you could be friends with this person, you might know them, are women. And I'm like, I don't friend any of them. I'm not interested in being a friend with any of them, male or female. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like collecting friends. <laughs> um, people I don't know. I don't know. And um, so I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm deflecting these. I don't, I'm not interested. No, 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 no. But what, when, what, what day will come? There may, maybe a day will come where I'm having a moment of weakness where I'm like, all right. That's frame request. That's sent. humility right there. That's yeah. good. Right. And I don't want that day to come. So I went into my settings. People you may know, turn, turn it off. I won't get any more of those. Done. Well, I think, uh, I think the key here, and, and, and I think that maybe this is a good way to end it, is, uh, you know, I won't comment on that I, other than the fact that I think that as long as we live on this planet, we still have some susceptibility. And we have to be, that's why the Bible says when we go to go correct one of our brothers and sisters, we must be very humble and gentle and we must be careful not to fall into the same sin because I think we're all capable of these things. So what keeps us from it? Not just blocking ourselves. We could sit in our home and do nothing and, you know, not go anywhere. And we would, we'd be sinning, right? If you just stayed in your home and didn't go anywhere, you'd be sinning. Why? Because there are things that you're supposed to do. You are, in fact, there's, I don't know, like 30, 40, some commands in the Bible. You have to be a part of a local expression of a body of Christ, getting together with them regularly, or you can't even obey those commands. You can't make disciples. That's a pretty big one. You don't make disciples. You are sinning, period. End of story. So I think that we have to be careful. We can sin with sins of commission or sins omission. So how do we keep ourselves from doing that. We can set up restraints, which is very wise. So what you're saying is good. I, back in the day when, uh, I don't even know if they have these things anymore, but when the internet started to become a thing and there was porn out there, I basically paid for a service for a long time. Um, you're, it was a back in the day where you, where you, what do you call that? When you log in with a modem to get on the internet, dial up, dial up. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. And so there was a service 
Right. So there was a Sounds like you're trying to murder a robot. (laughs) And so my provider, and I think it even went on to DSL when DSL was a thing. I paid for a provider that screened everything and automatically removed all those sites. Sometimes you'd get into, you know, you'd try to get to a site that shouldn't be blocked and then you'd have to go to them and say, hey, should this really be blocked? And they would review it and whatever. And they just paid people to sit in a room and like find this crud. I wouldn't want to be one of those people and then just block (laughs) it. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's really good. That doesn't mean I'll never be tempted because it might be live. So I think doing those things is great. But I think the key going, you know, kind of going full circle is that we have to be plugged into God all the time. Mark Watney was really not in good shape when he was on his own. He needed constant communication with NASA to get direction, have the, you know, finest minds in the world, smartest people to help him be successful and survive. We absolutely need to be pressing into God. I don't know you do that. So this is not, I wasn't directing this to you. I, this is really for our listeners. Um, you know, just if we're going to survive in this world, we not only, we can't just check out of everything because we're, there's, you know, again, sins of omission commission, and we just have to be out there in the world. Jesus said, I'm praying God for these disciples. He was praying, you know, over his disciples before he was le- before he leaves. And he says, I'm not asking you to remove them for the world. In fact, I'm sending them out, but I am asking you to protect them. And so we have to pray for protection. We have to, you know, really abide in the vine of Christ, which means being around our brothers and sisters, which means staying in the word, which means staying in prayer and doing all those things. And I believe that stuff can help filter us as well. You know, I heard it described this way once. How is it that even though uh, a saltwater fish who spends its entire life in brine, (laughs) thick saltwater, you catch one, you cook it, and the first thing you got to do before you eat it's add salt? (laughs) You know, (laughs) why? Because it has a protective layer that keeps it from absorbing all that salt. You know what? Very much like that, God can be our protective layer, but we've got to plug in. We've got to be abiding in the vine. And if we are, he'll protect us from all these things and he'll keep us from stumbling. And he's our best protection more than that. You know, our special services are denying, you know, requests or whatever. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. The difference between us and them is we hate sin. That is true. And if we don't, we're not there yet. That's great. All right. We got to move on. We do. Songs of the week. Okay, songs of the week. Kick it off. All right. Well, you know what? I decided to be thematic. We were talking about the wasteland of Mars and kind of the way we should see this world as a spiritual wasteland. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go with a thematic song. And this song this week is by a group called Need to Breathe. And the song is called Wasteland. It's got, it kind of starts out slow and then it kind of builds. They got, you know, they got this vibe. I don't know how, uh, I, I can't even really describe it. It's uh, not really country. It's not, it's uh, maybe folkish. Maybe, uh, what's that, uh, what was that group that got popular for a while? The four guys that had like the kick drum and practically no instrumentation. It was like a guitar and a kick drum. The something brothers. Oh my goodness. You guys aren't helping me out at all. I had no idea. It was a secular group. Anyway. Righteous brothers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mission. I don't think he's that old. (laughs) That's a a mission failure right there. 
It, it, it's not even coming to me right now. Anyway, Millie Vanilli? Like four brothers? <laughs> it, it was like four guys. They stood, and then the guy played the kick drum and while he stood and sang. That's ridiculous. Okay, so what did they sing? Or, or give I us, can't give think us a of a single song. I didn't like them. What, what, what genre were they? I, full, that's what I was trying to use them as an example, and I can't think of who they are. So let's move on, because you're never going to figure it out. <laughs> Mission failure. That's all I can tell you. Anyway, uh, kind of folkish sound, but the song's called Wasteland, and the words are it kind of go something like this. Yeah, in this wasteland where I'm living, there's a crack in the door filled with light, and it's all that I need to get by. Yeah, in this wasteland where I'm living, there's a crack in the door filled with light, and it's all I need to shine. What he's saying is, that, you know, hey, I'm living in this wasteland spiritually, but you know what? The crack in the door is letting me see you, Jesus, and that's going to get me by. And it goes on to say, if God is on my side... Who can be against me? So check out check out that song, Need to Breathe, Wasteland. Okay. So for me, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite bands, which is Mercy Me. And to kind of just re- remind the listeners that, you know, we do win. We win in the end. And that's actually the name of the song. It's a Mercy Me, We Win. So check it out. It's a pretty cool little, uh, bold little anthem that'll get your, you know, foot stamp, foot stomping and, or tapping, I should say. And, and just, it, it's a real pick you up song. So give it a shot. Okay. My song is God of My Life by Jonah 33. Ooh, nice tune. Yeah. Um, one of my faves too. It's a good song. It's a good song. Um, it's got a nice rocky kind of feel to it. It's got good solid lyrics. Uh, come and bow right now at the feet of Jesus. Come and throw your crowns at the feet of Jesus. In strength and weakness, I trust in you. In joy and suffering, I delight in you. Nothing can separate me from your love, for your love is faithful throughout eternity. You are the God of my life and my song forever. What a great song. Yeah. So that's that. Mumford and Sons, by the way. Mumford and Sons. Uh, Remember ah, them from the early 2000s that. or something like that? No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Final thoughts. They're, uh, yeah, they, they didn't they have a, a band member who had to quit because he read a book that they didn't approve of? Really? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. Okay. So we're going to close out with a thought of the week that kind of goes along with this whole theme of wasteland and world trying to poison us and a couple of scriptures and uh, no real, I'm not going to comment on it because I think scriptures, uh, this scripture stands for itself. First comes out of first John chapter two, starting in verse 15 says, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love this world, you do not have the love of the father in you for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the father, but from this world and this world is fading away along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And then uh, the final thought comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 15. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must be, you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Nice. I think that wraps up our conversation pretty well. Certainly does. Okay, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, you guys rock. Yeah. If you haven't, please uh, feel free to drop a uh, rating and a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Ten. See how we're doing. I'm sending um, some it only messages. goes to five. Ten. Oh. <laughs> five. Five. But um, yeah, um, it, it helps other people find the show. So 
we'd love to get some more listeners and uh, spread the word. And so please share and that's it. We appreciate your support and your and your patronage and everything, all that stuff. Go to for the love of God podcast.com and you can uh, support us. Thank you so much. And with that, say goodnight, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. And good night, everybody. 